This isn't just a review. We're going beyond that. I'm Kyler. And I'm Dallin. And we're here to talk about the moments, magic, and memories that we love in film. There's a lot to hate, but if you look a little deeper, there's so much more to love. We hope we can pass that on to you. It seems to me that I continue making trends of uh, potentially bad decisions uh-huh. on the morning of recording. <laughs> Although I guess this time wasn't the morning of. Mm-hmm. No, recently I got a, a cavity filled and reminded myself how much I hate that. Yep. Yesterday I had a doctor's appointment. And guess what I did? Got a tetanus shot in one arm and then a COVID booster shot in the other arm. <laughs> So, you know, today has been a bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. But at least we got to record. Yeah. We got to watch a good movie. A really good movie. Hang out a little bit mm-hmm. and have a good time. Yeah. Well, what movie are we watching? We watched The Prestige. Yeah. You've never seen before. I have not. Yeah. I, it's one of my favorite Chris, Christopher Nolan movies, maybe at least in my top 20. It's hard to pick movies, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why I said top 20, because I, I was going to say top 10, and I was like, well, but and it's, it's just hard for me to pick It's movies. at least in my top 500 movies of all time. <laughs> I really love this movie. We um, consistently proved how difficult it is for us to choose movies. Yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah, we're watching The Prestige. It came out in 2006. It's PG-13. It, uh, is, it stars Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Scarlett Johansson, and Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. And it's directed by, well, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Another Chris Nolan movie. What was the other one we did? Interstellar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big one. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that... It makes a lot of sense, but like, I don't know why I just didn't... Like, it's based on that. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, what's what's it about? What, what was what's a little bit of a breakdown of the story well in the end of the 19th century in london robert angier and his beloved wife julia and alfred borden are friends and assistants of a magician when julia accidentally dies during performance robert blames alfred for her death and they become enemies both famous and rival magicians sabotaging the performance of the other on stage when alfred performs a successful trick robert becomes obsessed trying to disclose the secret of his competitor with tragic consequences yeah. This movie was not really what I expected, but mm-hmm. I mean that also kind of comes from the the like I didn't really know what to expect at all because right. I, somehow I just like never really heard of it. Before. Did you know it was about magicians? I, not until you told me about it. Mm. We we've discussed it a few times in the past where you said you wanted to talk about it, and I was just like, "What is what is the prestige?" Mm-hmm. Like I. I I don't even know. And so you told me it was about magicians. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I think that was about as far as we ever got. Um, but it's very good. Yeah. Like it, uh, I, w- I was telling you, I, I didn't really take many notes. But that was partially because I was just kind of like sitting there just, engrossed in the yeah. movie the entire time. Well, that was one thing too that I noticed. I tried to talk or something and you would just be like uh-huh yeah <laughs> just because you were kind of <laughs> I, pay, I mean there's a lot to pay attention yeah. to which is a 
running trend in Christopher yeah. Nolan movies. But. Oh, yeah. Well, and especially this one. This one, especially after you've watched it a couple of times, you realize that a lot of the stuff is there for you in the beginning. It's just, well, kind of like he says in the movie, uh, you're just not paying attention. You yeah. <laughs> like it, It's like a magic trick. It's, it's yeah exactly yeah it's it, it, like with magic tricks everything is there for mm-hmm. but you just are focused on misdirection yeah they're, they're mm-hmm. making you look at something that they want you to look at mm-hmm. as opposed to the thing that's actually the trick yeah and it's really difficult to not look at what they want you to look at like, yeah i i've gone into a lot of like i mean not a lot but i've seen some magic acts and i've been yeah like intentionally trying, trying to, to sort of look past what they're doing yeah and just like sleight of the hand and and all that kind of stuff it's just like yeah. it's so cool it is really <laughs> how, cool how much someone can do with just like a little small trick here and there so. well and i loved the uh, how they did it with this movie pretty much. like this movie started and ended with pretty much the same shots of yeah. the hats and uh the the cat and you know just in the field and everything and even michael kane's narration was the same yeah and so uh the only thing that changed was uh christian bale uh saying the last part and then you see bum 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 the final thing (laughs) but yeah because like i said it was all it's all there for you and the way that they jump through you know they have the device of Angier reading Borden's uh, uh, Borden's journal and then uh, Borden reading Angier's journal and all that stuff and just them jumping around through time and things and then like once it gets to the culmination you're like oh yeah <laughs> and it was it's kind of coming from a I guess a perspective of I've seen movies like this before I've seen several Christopher Nolan movies yeah. and so um, I was kind of expecting there to be some twists and turns. Yeah. Um, and I was even telling you, I was like, they're the one with um, Borden and his brother, yeah. basically the identical twin, mm-hmm. being like being the same person. Yeah. I, I started to figure it out because but... Fa- because uh, Fallon, the one that mm-hmm. uh, his it was kind of his confidant. Yeah. The whole movie. Uh, I started to figure it out because. I noticed like he was always just kind of off every time he was on screen, and mm-hmm. I also noticed he never talked. Yeah, the only because... time Fallon ever talked is when he said goodbye mm-hmm. to Borden, and like they did a good job of making his like face look different mm-hmm. with the beard and everything. But I mean, that was also kind of part of it too. Is like his beard looks really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's got the big old mutton chops and things, yeah. and it just, it just like looked way scragglier than it should. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe, but yeah. like sort of about like halfway through, I started to notice like he's, there's something kind of weird with him. And then more towards getting to the end, I was like, yeah, I think, I think that they might be like the same person somehow. <laughs> and cause it was also partially because we were seeing some of what, uh, Angier was doing. Yeah. Um, and so my initial thought was like, Oh, did he somehow like do the same thing or did like Tesla give him similar technology, right. like similar capabilities or, or what's going on? Yeah. Well, it turned out to be a much easier explanation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but well, and it was interesting how they made us think for a long time that Tesla did make him something. Mm-hmm. And then you found out that he didn't like, you know, Andrew comes in and he's like, "You said you made him a machine." And he's like, "Well, we never said he did. We just didn't 
deny it <laughs> pretty <Yeah>. much yeah <laughs> well but my main point was gonna say like even though i started to figure it out like i really didn't i didn't get it yeah until they actually go through and reveal it all well uh i remember your reaction when they revealed that they had to cut off uh, his brother's fingers because uh, yeah <laughs> and you were like holy f and you know like, yeah, like whoa <laughs> That's yeah. nuts. Yeah. The, yeah. the dedication to their ruse, basically. Well, and they say that, that this is another thing I'm talking about, like just the foreshadowing and the things and like um, when they when they both, Angier and Borden, they go see the Chinese magician uh-huh. and they figure out, they're like, oh, this is the act. He's acting frail and injured. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think it was Borden who was like, wow, the dedication to that, I can't imagine. You know, and like he's like, but they were already doing, or or no, I think I think Angier said the dedication that I can't imagine, and then Borden was like, uh, well, whatever you got to do for your craft, huh? Yeah, yeah, and so, well, and that's probably why, because Borden was the one who pointed out that that was the trick that he was frail and you know yeah that he was because borden was doing a similar thing where yeah him and his brother had had to be another person not for the act itself but so it was was wild to go back and see all that i mean they're both like kind of maniacs yeah oh yeah well (laughs) throughout this whole thing yeah like well it's one of those movies where you kind of go back and forth on like Oh, Hugh Jackman's in the right. Oh, Christian Bale's in the right. Uh, you know, like yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but although I think after after a little while of kind of going back and forth, you kind of meet in the middle, and you're like, they're both kind of just the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like it. Well, and you kind of realize you're like, they should have both just listened to Michael Caine the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always listen to Michael Caine. <laughs> yeah, except for in, in Kingsman. Actually, I haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, except for in uh, "Now You See Me 2. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> also, Magicians. Yeah, also very good. I've seen the first one. First one's very good. I think I don't think the second one's quite as good as the first. I'm just one. upset they didn't call it uh, "Now You Don't." That is a good point. <laughs> now you see me. Now you don't. Yep. Not but, to get distracted yeah. by another magician movie. <laughs> but just yeah, it, it's kind of interesting seeing how these guys, especially Hugh Jackman, how. He starts off as like a seemingly good person, and but he just gets obsessed with this. And even towards the end, like, well, it, it seems like even throughout most of it, Michael Caine is supporting him. Mm-hmm. Michael Caine is by his side until he's like, "You killed yourself, and and are letting this man hang for something he did not do, and are taking his daughter away from him." That's where I think I draw the line. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a couple of problems with that. Yeah. Um, but, like, at the same time, like, what Borden and his brother were doing with, well, Borden's wife, and then also Olivia. Yeah. And, like, like the whole thing where they're like, one of us loved the other one, you know. And yeah. that's also another interesting thing is earlier in the movie when Borden's wife says uh, to him... Well, when he said, I love you, and she's like, no, you don't. And he's like, what? Yeah. Well, there's 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 little seeds planted yeah. throughout basically the whole movie of mm-hmm. how they're switching off, basically. Yeah. Um, well, and even that, that fight that him and her have where she's like, uh, I know the truth and stuff, and it seems like 
it's implied at least to me that she knows that they're that, that switching they're, they're or switching or, like or yeah and she yeah. just can't live that way anymore yeah mm-hmm. because it's i mean i couldn't imagine yeah, yeah. having my significant other be a twin and mm-hmm. then like them having the two of them switch off <laughs> right yeah just periodically it doesn't really talk about how often they switch places but yeah well, it seems like they at least spend a decent amount of time in one spot before one is switching. found one is yeah yeah it's it's interesting and well it's also interesting because it looks like both of them have like the different skills because it looks mm-hmm. like uh like there was one time when he was arguing with Fallon and he was like, why can't you uh, be better than him? Or why can't you figure why can't this you out? Figure it out yeah. yeah. It seems like he figures out the tricks and the other one figures out the way to perform them. You yeah. know, like, yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. And just like, yeah, the whole time, like you're watching, especially the first time you're just engulfed in what's happening. Well, yeah. Like right now I'm trying to think about like they, they when they sort of reveal the, the final mm-hmm. secret, um, they they sort of go through a couple of shots of like oh this was him yeah or this was his brother instead of him mm-hmm. uh, but then now I'm sitting here like trying to go back through the movie and and remember and see if I could even figure out which one was which yeah. at different points throughout the movie mm-hmm. and I don't know if I could like <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's crazy <laughs> well and it's gosh just. Just seeing these two guys be obsessed with this magician's act, but like oh, obsessed with each other. Uh, well, yeah, obsessed with each other. Well, <laughs> and it's it's wild how similar they are too. Yeah, like like I mean, just the whole uh, the notebook thing. Like when Borden is like, "Yes, you, Angier," and then Angier turns that on him is like, "Yes, you, Borden, in rotting in your jail cell, about yeah. to be murdered." Yeah, just crazy and crazy how like. Like I said, Hugh Jackman, uh, Angier, he started off as kind of this innocent, you know, like, oh, I would never do something that crazy for for my act. I would never, to him <laughs> making multiple versions of himself and kill, well, him killing himself technically, and then another clone taking his spot, and he has uh, a basement filled. A hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> at least. Yeah. Filled with his uh, quote-unquote prestige materials. <laughs> I mean, that's the final reveal. Yeah. There you go. He killed himself a hundred times. Yeah. And and then, like, well, and it, it's also, like, what was it worth? Like, I mean, he, that, that's kind of what Borden said at the end. Like, yeah. It wasn't worth anything. Well, and then, you know, Angier was like, it was their faces, you know? He was, he was like, you never got it. You never understood. It was the the wow that you give to them the amazement yeah the the audience i mean it's it's kind of just it's insane like i mean okay that's that's one of the parts where i was like well hold on a minute yeah is when they actually got to the reveal of Mm -hmm. like how tesla was technically creating additional like copies yeah of things it was his hat Mm -hmm. first and then there was the cat and there was angie (laughs) yeah and and like they they kind of it took a while for them to actually show what happened because mm-hmm. I mean they, they first showed them doing it on the hat and then yeah. it didn't go anywhere yeah because the hat just stayed there yeah um but then he goes out after they tested on the cat uh and they and he goes outside and he sees this pile of 
hats yeah. that have just been like sitting out in the woods. And he's like, what the heck are all these? What are, what are and then these he sees here? the two cats. Yeah. Yeah. And so it, it's it's sort of this slow burn. But then even later, they, they show it, him testing on himself. Yeah. And, and they don't, it, 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 it cuts before you yeah, see. It doesn't yeah. show what actually happens. And like you kind of know. Mm-hmm. Like I had definitely basically figured it out at that yeah. point. It's like, okay, he cloned himself. And yeah. then that's what the trick at the end is going to be is he cloned himself and then the clone shows up somewhere else. Yeah. And it's like impossible teleportation, but it's not really teleportation. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just so wild. That is not at all. Yeah. Not even remotely close to anything I would have guessed <laughs> that yeah. would be happening. It's well, like- yeah. And, and, and like you said, you kind of know. you like, when you see the hatch, okay, he's cloning himself. What, but, that, that's but crazy. at the same time, like it's it's kind of the whole point of of his final act is let yeah. them think they know what's going on, but give them just enough doubt yeah. that they're not quite sure. Yeah, and so it's I'm just sitting here like I okay he's cloning himself, yeah. but is he? <laughs> yeah, like, ac- but is he actually like well, until like, they show me what happens, I'm not actually sure. Like in Michael Caine's monologue when he says. Uh, he says that you really don't want to know the secrets, you know, like he, he, he's like, he's like the whole time you may be thinking to yourself, like, how is it done? But you really don't want to know. Yeah. I mean, part of the mystery is, <laughs> yeah. Or part of the fun is, is the mystery. Yeah. And like the illusion, they like, Oh man, I just, I always love the, uh, comparison to the bird box trick mm-hmm. when, you know, because, the bird box, you're squishing that one bird to have the second bird Pull come out. out. Yeah. One, yeah. And that's essentially what Hugh Jackman was doing. Yeah. <laughs> and so that analogy with that and just like, man, like that was, it's, like I said, it's all in front of your face and it's wild that like, you know, up until the end, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. The whole time. Like, yeah. like that's really... When things, like when it when it all sort of coalesces into one prestigious movie, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better term, I, I mean that's kind of a, a running trend with a lot of Christopher Nolan movies. Yeah. From my experience, it's just like yeah. there's there's little twists and turns along the whole journey, but when you look at it as a whole, you realize, oh wait, no, it's been that way the whole time. Like with well, Interstellar, yeah. there was him leading himself. To mm-hmm. the end, well, from, you, like by transcending space and time, yeah. which is kind of wacky. But and I haven't seen it in a long time. But in Interstellar, uh, not Interstellar, uh, Inception mm-hmm. had some stuff like that where, like, uh, you heard about his wife and stuff, but you never knew exactly what happened. And you yeah. found out that they were just spending too much time in the dreams, and then she killed herself and lost track of reality. Yeah, lost track. And then, like, also the same with like just going into the dreams with. Killian Murphy's character where he mm-hmm. was like trying to find his father's stuff and they had to implant that fake memory to get him to like all this crazy stuff. We need to talk about Inception too. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's one of my favorite movies and it's been a really long time since I've watched it. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it's it's crazy because like I know it can sound a little cliche I guess to say that oh I love Christopher Nolan's movies. You know, like mm-hmm. but like I love Christopher Nolan's movies. Like, like, and, well, and this one, this one, in my opinion, is an underrated one of, of his movies. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, like I like I was saying, I've never really heard about it before. Well, because like you you hear about a lot of you know like Memento is one that is his well his uh, technically second one, but everyone calls it his first one. I think the following was his first one, but anyway, Memento people know because they're like, oh, that was one of his first ones. That was the one about the guy with the tattoos, and you know, and then everyone knows the Batman movies. Everyone knows Interstellar and Inception because those kind of changed his cinema, you know, like. Um, Tenant is a big one right now because that one's just wild. I haven't even watched that one, and I'm pretty sure, like I enjoy yeah. hurting my brain a little bit yeah. sometimes. I'm not sure I'm I'm down for that much, <laughs> that much brain hurting. That's another one that kind of uh, plays things out for you at the beginning, and then you're like, oh, like, but like it's not as simple as that. It's hard mm-hmm. to explain, but yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's wild. I think Christopher Nolan movies are often the ones where it's yeah. like you should probably watch this at least twice, <laughs> yeah. maybe three times before you like finalize yeah. your opinion on it. Right. Because... Well, it's it's funny too because he's got uh, a couple like well, and then there's another one that people don't usually know about called Insomnia, which is uh, with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin Williams is the bad guy, and he's a bad guy. <laughs> And it's crazy seeing Ron Williams like that, um, which that's a great movie. But um, and then you got Dunkirk, which is a history movie. Yeah. And then his next movie even is a history. His next movie is about Robert Oppenheimer, who created the nuclear bomb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Yep. Yep. And uh, that has a stacked cast. Like it's got uh, Killian Murphy, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, um, Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, uh, I don't think I've seen anything about this yet. Y- yeah, they're they're filming it right now. Um, oh, is Florence Pugh in it? I, I I don't think so. I think I'm mixing her up with someone else. But there's a lot of people in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't think Michael Caine's in this one because I think <laughs> I think Michael Caine retired. If I'm correct, uh, he's he's old. He's old. But I, I think I heard something about him retiring. He so. definitely likes. Uh recurring yeah. actors <laughs> well especially like since the batman movies yeah. most of his movies have michael Caine in. even even tenant tenant uh, he's in it for a hot yeah. minute i mean it kind of yeah. makes sense yeah if you find if an actor finds a director that they really like or a director finds an actor that they really like and they've worked together multiple times like it, it kind of makes sense yeah. to just be like hey can you come in here and play another character that's... Well, and especially if they know each other know each other well enough to where they're like oh i know how the other person works and you know yeah so, exactly yeah yeah because michael Caine was an in inception too i think and uh, he was like a voice in dunkirk but yeah uh, i think the first time he worked with them was batman begins but but since then he's been all <laughs> you find a buddy and yeah but that get him, get him, help him, have him help you out that, that happens with a lot of directors a lot of directors yeah. have rollovers with a lot of things where you know they're like you know i like this guy i'm gonna keep casting him yeah well i mean you look at this one um christian bale was batman and christian bale's in this one and i mean it's a very different role oh yeah very different but i mean christian bale's also he 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 disappears himself he disappears into his roles um maybe a little too much sometimes because he is one of the method actors and i think that Mm -hmm. can get a little crazy but Sometimes it goes a bit too far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I think the the biggest ex- example I can think of is his role in the mechanic. Oh, where he was basically he was like ninety pounds or something, like like scary underweight. Yeah, yeah. and then and then for Batman Begins, which like filmed like six months later, he he was he, like 
180 pounds, yeah. Yeah, he put on a ton yeah. of weight and a ton of muscle. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa, dude, you well, and then, might want to be a little careful there. <laughs> yeah, and then he played Dick Cheney in the Vice uh, movie, and he gained a lot of weight for that. Mm-hmm. Luckily, though, I just judging by interviews, he says he might be done with that because he said he went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, you should stop. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if you keep doing this, this won't be good for you. <laughs> You're going to hurt yourself, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, that's as far as I know he goes with the method. Sometimes method can get real weird. Um, um, like, I mean, you know, another Christopher Nolan movie, Dark Knight, Heath Ledger, that yeah. that method kind of ended uh, ended his life, unfortunately. Well, Part, I, partly. There was more to it, I mean, yeah. as far as I know. He, d- he, he just was taking a lot of sleeping pills because he said, from what I've heard, he said that like he was just having nightmares, not necessarily about that but just because of the things he did and what whatnot and mm. which is unfortunate lost yeah. a great actor but um but yeah christopher nolan movies another thing i really love about them is you get your twists your turns but like just the performances that he gets out of his actors like yeah they're it's very unique yeah and usually in a good way uh-huh. so far in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just, it's so visceral at times. Like, just, well, and seeing the almost de evolution of Hugh Jackman's character and, like, uh, not his his character's character, if you know what I mean. Like, because he started off as this innocent guy who was happily married, who was like, you yeah. know what, I just like doing magic because it's fun and I like impressing people, mm-hmm. to getting to this point where he was okay with doing all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Just in the name of pretty much hurting Christian Bale. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's just wild. Yeah. Like, like you were saying at the beginning, he, he was very innocent mm-hmm. and he was trying to be really careful with like, okay, don't do the not. Like, yeah. Uh, and then also, I think the main thing I was talking about is where um, you, were, you mentioned the bird trick yeah. where you basically squish the first bird and mm-hmm. then you pull out a second bird yeah um and they they actually uh sorry christian bale's character uh angier no oh no no borden 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 i knew it was a b I yeah remember. borden uh he performs that trick and then uh his future wife's nephew, nephew notice like knows how the trick actually works yeah that that always hit me in an interesting way it, you know they always say kids see more than we do you know Mm -hmm. like when he was like oh no the bird's okay and you know he's like but where is his brother you know yeah i was like he he figured it out he's like i mean that's also kind of hinting at borden too where's his brother oh i didn't even think of that i didn't even think of but where is his brother oh man exactly like they they're already doing the the act yeah i think it's it's assumed that they've been doing it the entire movie yeah and before it too but like going back to Angier, like when when they first uh want to get him back out on the stage mm-hmm. um and he's talking to michael kane about like oh i want to do this trick um and then michael kane said okay we're well, gonna do the bird trick and he's like but i don't want to hurt the bird yeah i mean then but he says sometimes you got to get your hands dirty yeah um and then they figure out a way to actually not kill the bird by yeah. pulling the cage away and the fancy little like hydraulic thing pulling it into his sleeves yeah um, and then it's showing, he's like, oh, I, he doesn't want to kill the bird. And then he kind of had to make the decision. He's like, okay, fine. I guess I will. But then 
he didn't have to. Yeah. But then kind of as it progresses toward the end where he Well and you just see you just see the little things like he was starting to get this relationship with Scarlett Johansson's character, mm-hmm. Olivia, and then he was like he was like, Oh, you go you go work for him. Yeah. You go and she he wasn't even thinking about her, thinking about you know, that he was pretty much just yeah. Tossing her aside and what that did to her or their relationship, you know. Yeah, his obsession became more important than anything else. Yep. In his life, and so he, of course, lost it all. Yeah. Including <laughs> killing himself a hundred times. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> well, that that whole thing where he's like, the courage I had to go into that every day, not knowing if I was going to be the one in the tank or uh, if I was going to be the clone. Does that imply that sometimes he teleports and sometimes he doesn't? I don't know. Like I, I, I'm just wondering if it's like like they never obviously explain like the whole thing. Like like it, it, I assume he has his full memories and stuff. But like yeah, it's assumed that he's like a I'm, perfect. I'm wondering. Clone. I'm wondering if sometimes he has the memories of like falling in and sometimes he doesn't or so, you know like yeah that's that's interesting. It's yeah. just like the way he says it kind of makes you think. Is he possibly like? Does sometimes he get transported and come out yeah. on the other side? Like, is it his consciousness the same? Well, one, and but... it's possible too that that it could be sometimes he's the one transported and sometimes he's not, because there's no way that Tesla and his assistant would have known that either with the hats. Exactly. Yeah, they wouldn't. There's no way to have known if that hat was the original or not. You know? Yeah, because it's I mean, identical. It's... Is is this like the whole ship of Theseus thing? Not quite, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chicken or the egg? Which one came first? I yeah, so that's a really interesting thing. <laughs> but I mean, that would be terrifying because he knows, yeah. And so, like, he's he's already dedicated himself to this. He's mm-hmm. already made his decision. Yeah. But at the same time, like, he's walking into this trick, knowing that every time he does it, he dies. Yeah, but he doesn't. Yeah, and so that's why it's okay, but. Is it really like? Well, and you even see like like the first time he does it, and he uh, the the duplicate appears, and he's about to shoot him. He goes, "No, no, no, wait!" You know, and then gets shot. Yeah. It's like even if he knew, like, because he went in there knowing that he probably would have to shoot the other one. I mean, that's why he put the gun yeah. out there. And so that duplicate probably knew the same thing, but like, no one wants to I die. Mean, yeah, of like, course. Like you know, faced like, with certain death, like, yeah, everyone's gonna try to survive. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, you look at, you know, like the very first shot and then one of the last shots is when Borden sees him drowning in yeah. the thing, you know. And so, yeah, it's 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 wild. <laughs> wild to see what they ended up doing for their craft. Well, I mean, that's that's another thing. Um, I think part of it is that he didn't quite understand mm-hmm. um, because he talks to Michael Caine towards i mean i don't remember when he says it the first time but basically michael Caine's character says um a man once told me what it felt like to drown and then he said oh it felt like going back home yeah and so to interpolate that it feels like i guess peaceful or Mm -hmm. or calming it's like oh i get to go back home i can relax yeah and so that's why he i mean it was partially symbolic of how his wife died but it was also like oh if if drowning feels like going back home then that's a that's a a merciful way to kill myself yeah but then um michael cain once he kind of figures out what he did it sort of revealed that he drowned himself a hundred times yeah um 
he says, I lied to you. He said, it, uh, what What did he say? He said, uh, he's like, you once told me that you had a man drown and said it feels like going home. He's like, I lied. He said it was agony. And then you can kind of see how Andrew's face changes. And he's yeah. like, oh, I put myself through agony. An agonizing, horrible death. A hundred times. A hundred times. Yeah. Not really the way I thought. And, I mean, you also see that when uh, Borden goes down underneath mm-hmm. the stage and you see him drowning and, like, panicking. and Yeah, and Borden tries to save him, you know. And, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's just like, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, man. <laughs> I, drowning is one of the ways that I do not want to go. <laughs> Not that I want to die anyway. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But if I had to choose, if I had to choose one, it probably would not be drowning. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and I think that's kind of why Borden, in the end, gets to live, mm-hmm. gets to continue, and Angier doesn't, is because Angier has like descended beyond like his humanity. Oh yeah. Basically, he's he's long gone, and Borden has done some bad things. But he's not gone that far. Like, like their their well, trick was, it was pretty messed up in yeah. a lot of ways because it ruined the relationship he had with his wife and his yeah. child. Well, and it, it it led to the death of his wife as well. You know, yeah. and and like obviously, like it's pretty messed up ha- cutting your own fingers off to mm-hmm. Matt, you know, and but like I think it's also implied too, at least just from my reading of it, is that. His brother is the worst person. Like, like mm-hmm. his brother is more of like. It always showed um, Alfred is kind of more of like the kind, the one who is more. You know, I think he was the one working on the tricks and one, but and his brother seemed to be the more aggressive one. The more like you know, he stumbled yeah. in drunk that one day to yeah, uh, and was like, oh, I'm not gonna take off this. The people love this. Well, and that was another thing I noticed too is when he's in the restaurant talking with his wife. He says, because uh, it's now we know it's his brother who was talking yeah. to her. Uh, he says, "I almost lost something, to, uh, and now I found it, and I want to celebrate." She goes, "Lost what?" It was because he was buried alive. Oh yeah, that makes it, yeah. That's oh gosh, yeah. that's so much different now that I think about it. Yeah, because like that's also why he was so worried about digging him up. Yeah, is because it was his brother. Yeah. And then, it was his brother, and they would lose the trick. Yeah, because that was another thing. That's that, true. Yeah. Like they would lose their their ruse forever. But yeah. so I mean, did he really care about his brother? Or did yeah. he care about keeping up the trick? Yeah. And I think the probably the the answer is yes. Yeah, obviously to both. Well, and you see that in their final confrontation, like when when he's like, "I'm sorry about uh, Sarah. I'm sorry about everything. There's things I should have done. You know, he had remorse." Mm-hmm. You know, and his brother seemed, you know, and when he, he, when Fallon, when he was Fallon, he said goodbye, you know, like. So, do we know which one was it? Was it like actual Borden or is it his brother? His brother was the one who died. Alfred. Was hanged. Yeah, Alfred is the one who fell in love with Sarah and had the kid. And so he. So he got to live with like his, his daughter. Yeah. Not that. I mean, it's kind of weird because yeah. it's like they both had this shared life, but like. Is yeah. is it his daughter or is it his brother? I think it's implied that it's actually it's his actually daughter. his because he actually loved his. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like how she said that sometimes when he said "I love you," he doesn't mean it. That implies she can tell. that 
she could tell which one was the brother and which one wasn't. And like, also there's that conversation that he has with Fallon at one point, you know, when he's like, uh, his daughter wants to go to the zoo and he's like, Oh yeah, you take the kid to the zoo. I can't today. Blah, blah, blah. You know, that was his, yeah. that was his brother. You know, and like, if you can't, I can do it tomorrow or yeah. something like that. And yeah. so, yeah. And, and like when, when he was yelling with Sarah and they were having, and the daughter was outside, you know, you saw Fallon like comforting her and stuff. And so did, did she know? The daughter? Yeah. I don't know. Like I, That would be a pretty wacky thing yeah. for her to know. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's possible, but they didn't yeah. specifically allude to anything. But, mm-hmm. like, that is... It's just the more... There's layers. There's so many layers. <laughs> Old gunners have layers. <laughs> <laughs> Onions have layers, too. So do cakes. Parfaits. Everybody loves parfaits. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, this, gosh, like the more you think about it, the more, like we've had a few moments here where we're like, oh gosh, yeah. The, like yeah, just, Several times, both of us. <laughs> yeah. And you've seen this movie several times before yeah. too. So it's, it's still crazy that after watching it multiple times, you can still sit here and be like, wait a minute, hold on. No, mm-hmm. this other thing here. And like, I think that's one of the things I love most about movies because in, in like books and TV shows, sometimes there are things that are just kind of thrown away yeah like like I, there's a lot of filler episodes in tv shows where sure. she's like yeah this is just here because we needed to have another episode <laughs> yeah and sometimes they're done well and sometimes they're done not so well and yeah regardless it's like there can be things that happen in an episode that you kind of can just ignore mm-hmm. but in a movie when you have two hours or less of time to get everything out yeah Every single thing you have in your final cut has to be important. It has yeah. to be relevant. That's why I can understand the argument from some people that are like, you know, oh, you know, like three hour long movies. Sometimes, you know, there could be parts where it's like, do we really need that part? Or do we really need, you know, like. I mean, the answer is probably no. Yeah. You didn't need that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, coming from, I think, yeah. both of our shared both, perspective. Yeah we want that like (laughs) because like you said you know about like filler is like especially like filler happens like especially with shows that like run on network television that had 22 episodes and you know they're like okay we need 22 episodes from you guys and like okay we have one story we we have to stretch that out a little bit but like it's happening less and less with streaming shows when Mm -hmm. they have like six or eight episodes where yeah it's like they don't. It, need it feels it. like that number was chosen because that's how long they thought they could fill. Yeah. With the content they needed to mm-hmm. put in there. Yeah. Less so than like, oh, we need yeah. to have a whole season. So. Yeah, because as much as I would love twenty-two episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi, there would probably be moments there where he's just on the farm cooking marshmallows or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> making some blue milk. Yeah, but. Um, Sorry if I'm talking about Obi Wan a lot lately. It comes out soon. <laughs> I mean, I would I would be surprised yeah. if you didn't talk about something yeah. Star Wars related yeah. just about every time I talk to you. <laughs> but like, that's the thing is like it's it's so nice when you, you watch a movie like this and like everything matters and every and yeah. they, they took the time to give us that to especially with the source ma- like or like not the source material the. Uh, I mean, probably also the source material because yeah. it's based off a book. Mm-hmm. But the the like the subject matter, I guess it, it's a movie about magicians. It's a yeah. movie a movie about magic tricks. Yeah, about the prestige, the final reveal at the end of the trick, and the entire movie is structured the same way 
they talk about the the whole the the three parts of the magic trick. Yeah, and, like, the... and and there's stuff alluding to that and and hinting at that the entire time mm-hmm. because that's kind of the point. Like well, the that... whole movie is a trick. Just yeah, like, I was I was just... gonna say that just like we were saying earlier, the whole movie is wonderfully constructed the same way. Like exactly. it's like this stuff is in front of your face the whole time, but you don't realize it until the prestige. Yeah. You don't you don't see and yeah. And every time they explain how the trick works and every time they explain the the parts of it and then like you were saying earlier with how they're talking about I mean the or how Angier mentions mm-hmm. um you know the reaction from the audience and everything, they're talking to us. Yeah. Like like it's it's sort of this subtle fourth wall break kind. Of, I mean, not really a fourth yeah. wall break, but it's they're talking to the audience. They yeah. they want them to understand, and then also, like I was saying, you want to give them just enough yeah. to where they think they know what's going on. Yeah. But there's also just enough doubt that they're not quite sure. Like like I was saying yeah. with the reveal of him actually cloning himself. Well, and and like so. I really loved your reaction when you found out the full truth about him and his brother. And, mm-hmm. like, when they cut the finger off and stuff and you said, holy effing crap. You know? <laughs> like, like, you just, like, audibly said that. And I, I was... I mean, it was partially the reaction yeah. to them, just the the realization of, like, they had to sit yeah. there. Yeah. And then, like, just the way that they did that scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was just... He is like, put his hand down. He's like, all right, let's do it. And then his brother puts his hand on top to yeah. get the right measurement. Mm-hmm. Then they put the the chisel yeah <laughs> just like and they're gonna chisel yeah. and then he like puts a, a thing in his mouth and he like grits his teeth a little bit and like gets ready and then his brother just takes a mount just and just like <laughs> well that also it shows you like earlier you see her cleaning his wounds and exactly. she was like this is like the day you got shot how does this happen you know how's it bleeding so much they had to cut off his brother's fingers too yeah. and i don't think they realized they had to do that until olivia came and was like you have to show off your hand. Yeah. You you know, this is what, you know, like people need to see. Oh, that yeah. People need to see that it's you. And so to do that, you know, because like, obviously, if, you know, they did the trick and he walks out and he has all his fingers, they're going to be like, oh, it's a double. Yeah, it's a, that's a, I mean, it was technically yeah, a double yeah, the whole time. Yeah. It was just the most elaborate double we've ever experienced ever <laughs> yeah, in the, the entire mo- history the most, of magic tricks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The most committed double. <laughs> Un- I, I guess until Angier gets magic. Yeah. Well, like Michael Caine said, uh, what, what he said, uh, what you do is magic. What he uh, He's a wizard. Uh, Tesla's a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he does things that we thought were impossible. Yeah, I mean, the whole, I mean, I love Tesla. That's one of my favorite parts of history is the whole feud between him and Thomas Edison. I mean, Thomas Edison is a hack. And so, like, I mean... Nikolai Tesla was kind of a wizard. Yeah. He did some pretty insane things. <laughs> and, like, things that we still don't quite understand today. We have his journal. Or, like, well, you know, uh, whoever, whichever museum or whatever owns it. But, like, we have not been able to decipher it. He, yeah. Like, there are certain things that you can, like, read and, like, like, like he had, like, a death laser or something. <laughs> well, I mean, somewhere. I was mentioning to you, he had a, he had a, like, a resonance machine that yeah. he tested a couple times and it, like, almost leveled buildings <laughs> because yeah. he, he understood things about physics and science that, like, we hadn't figured out yet. Or haven't figured out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's one of the, that's one of the huge things you have to do, figure out with skyscrapers nowadays is, like, 
what is the resonance frequency of this building? Yeah. And that's why sometimes in earthquakes, much larger buildings yeah. are like, you'd expect like, I guess the bigger buildings to, to fall easier. Yeah. Possibly. But it's, it's just like, it, it doesn't depend on the size of the building almost at all. The it depends on, on that frequency of, of it shaking to the point where it destabilizes its own like yeah. internal structure. And if the the earthquake just happens to shake at that exact right frequency, then that building will come down when the mm -hmm. one right next to it might not. And Jeez. it's and and like that was something he understood, and he could do that with like different objects and yeah. different buildings and like all kinds of crazy things. And he just had to understand that that right frequency, that right little bit, like that. Just <laughs> yeah, the, how those those objects interact with each other. And yeah. Just... Well, and one of my favorite scenes of his is when uh, when they I think it's when he first meets Tesla, and uh, Tesla gives him the light bulb. And uh, it and he grabs his hand and it's glowing in his yeah. hand and he and he's like how there's uh, what's the you know he's like um, what's the source and he's like yeah because he understands at least a, a little bit of yeah. electricity mm -hmm. probably more so than the average person yeah he's and like where's the conduit and he's like, we we are <laughs> yeah and I mean that's true like <laughs> yeah. human beings generate electrical signals that's yeah. how our brains work that's how our nerves work like yeah we run on electricity and that's why getting zapped by electricity is so dangerous because it well and i think that's why that uh the that light bulb worked like that at least in the context of the movie is tesla just walked through one of his coils mm -hmm. and uh then he grabbed angier's hand and angier was holding the light bulb and then when he let go of angier the light bulb turned mm -hmm. off and so i think and it then... i think it implied that since he walked through that he was quote unquote charged you know <laughs> charged and ready to go <laughs> and then like also seeing like before he met tesla and he was with andy circus and they were in the snow field yeah i was gonna bring that up too like he he understands enough about electricity to be like oh this is really cool because yeah. we're 15 miles away from the uh whatever the the town yeah, wherever the the source of the electricity yeah. is i don't remember what exactly like chicago it. or something but yeah. well no it was they were in um colorado oh colorado yeah but, like, they were 15 miles away from the town, which mm -hmm. back then was a long distance. Yeah. Nowadays, we we send electricity. Like I jog 15 miles. I mean, they jog 15 no, miles. No, I don't jog too. 15 miles. <laughs> it's more so we can, we can send electricity incredible distances yeah. and have it be fine. Mm -hmm. Um and so just the, the the fact that he like had this field set up with these big old giant comically large light bulbs <laughs> that he could just set in the ground and then they light up. Yeah. Because there's the electrical current going through the ground. Yeah. It's just it's weird. It's crazy and Tesla is a magician and <laughs> yeah, he's a wizard. Right, correct. He's a wizard. <laughs> Gandalf would be uh would be jealous. I think Tesla could hold his own. <laughs> Against Gandalf? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe. <laughs> We have to see. Yeah, Gandalf is basically a demigod. So yeah, it, it, it was. It's also <laughs> another thing that I love in movies like this. This is a complete work of fiction, but I love when real history steeps mm -hmm. its way into things like this. I mean, I was I was gonna ask, yeah. like, is this based off of real people? Like, no, I don't. I don't think so. I haven't actually read the book, but like, I think this is complete fiction. But like, this is just kind of. You know, he was like, oh, who would be there to make this machine? Tesla. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> and then, I mean, up until the point where he clones yeah. objects, uh, it was believable. Like, yeah. it, it was 100% like this could have all actually happened. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, I mean, yeah. I like, I'm, I'm not saying like I disliked that choice. Oh, oh it's, sure. it's insane sure. and super cool. But yeah. like, but like, it, but even still, like the, the whole thing about how it's, it's just believable enough. Like, it, yeah. Well, like you kept saying, they give you that little to uh, disbelieve, you know, and oh man, it's, it's so good. Like, it's a very good movie. Well, and this is one of those movies that I always tell people, but they're like, oh, what movie uh, do you recommend? I'm like, oh, The Prestige. And they're like, oh, I've heard of that one, you know, was, uh, and I'm like, oh, it's Christopher Nolan. And they're like, oh, okay. You know, I, I just, I think this is just um, the reason it maybe slept on a little bit is because uh, there's so many other Christopher Nolan movies that people know about, and people. You it's know. just not the. I mean, it's not the, the flashiest one. Yeah, or the showiest one. A mm-hmm. lot of the like, I mean, Interstellar is going into space yeah. and traveling through black holes and doing all this crazy stuff. And, and not like, saying his others don't um, deal with some darker stuff, but there's some dark stuff in this one. <laughs> like, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, like I said, there's it's a pretty much a de-evolution of uh, Hugh Jackman's character. By the end of it, he's a terrible person. Yeah, he, yeah. Like I said, he's basically like lost his humanity yeah he's gotten to the point where he's willing to kill himself well like that note from tesla said when he left the box to him Mm -hmm. he said this will not be a good path he's like don't go down it you should bury this at the bottom of the ocean yeah and uh and hugh jackman was like i think tesla knew that the 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 uh the the warning would go on uh unheaded unheat unheated i guess Yeah. yeah and i mean he he made that comment earlier where he's like, I was once a man obsessed, and I know that this will like it won't lead you anywhere good. Mm-hmm. And he said, Well, if you've also been a man who's obsessed with something, you know that that warning means nothing to me. Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna stop me by warning me. And he's like, Yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> and then he gave him the box. Yeah, and he let him destroy himself. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it, it's such a like a fitting thing that at the end that. You know, you see that moment where the lantern breaks and everything starts to go up. The his whole theater and like all the uh, quote unquote prestige materials. It's, it's gonna be a dramatic reveal. Yeah, of a hundred Hugh Jackmans. <laughs> well, that, that's gonna be the thing. Is at the time they didn't really have anything to test DNA or whatever. Yeah. So like they'll just find a hundred corpses. <laughs> Assuming they all get destroyed. But yeah. Like, I know yeah. fires can get really hot, but yeah. they are in. Like water. reinforced glass cases oh, of true. water, so yeah. they might. Some of them might survive, like yeah. to be recognizable. So that's pretty. That's pretty weird. That's yeah. pretty wild. <laughs> uh, so one thing uh, that is just a small little thing. We we don't talk a lot about dislikes a lot, and this isn't a big dislike or anything, but. I thought the credits music was a little weird. Yeah. I actually was <laughs> going to mention that too. It's very jarring. Yeah. How they... I, I don't even know what genre of music yeah. that is necessarily. But the like credits it just, music was a little wild. Out of nowhere. Yeah, it was like a poppy song that like... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> but other than like, that... Because hmm. <laughs> it, it ends on... Uh, I forget what Christian Bale's last line is. Does he say the prestige and then it's... Something see, like that, I think. It, he's like... It, but that's it, the prestige, and you see Chris uh, or Chris um, Hugh Jackman's dead body in the water, and then it yeah, cuts. that's what I find. That's again yeah. kind of like how I was talking about the the slow reveal. Yeah, you go down into the basement with with him and Michael Caine. Yeah, and we know he's been cloning himself. We know he's been drowning himself. Mm-hmm. Like we saw it happen, and yeah. there you see the tanks, but you don't see the contents. Well, and he even tells Christian Bale to look, and Christian Bale's like, "I'm not going to look." Yeah. yeah. 
that was one thing I thought was really interesting where uh, Borden didn't care at that point. He, yeah. He, he was like, you ruined my life. I'm going to ruin yours. <laughs> it's more so just like, I don't really care what you did yeah. to ruin my well, life. Well, like you I'm said, on it, from you. Uh, what did this amount to? You know, I think uh, Borden kind of realized now he's like, I'm just going to spend time with my daughter now. <laughs> you know, yeah. He's like, you know what? I got that chance. You know, my brother, not so much, but. <laughs> yeah. And then it is finally at the very, I mean, they, they've been in this little basement area yeah. several times and you've seen the rows of these cases, these big old cases of water and yeah. dead Hugh Jackman. <laughs> and then they finally, at the very last shot, you show you his, his dead body. Yep. Then it cuts then, to black. Yeah, it's over. It's just, it's it's like it's it's very consistent with its yeah. uh, philosophy of like mm-hmm. waiting for that grand dramatic reveal. Well, and, I, I love that uh, that one line that Hugh Jackman says: "The a man's reach exceeds his imagination." Yeah, yeah. I I've been thinking about that, and I was like, is that kind of backwards? Man's like my I I feel like in my case. My imagination definitely exceeds my reach. Yeah, like that's that's I'm pretty sure that's probably how I felt my whole life so far. But I think his point is like the machine that Tesla built him was something he couldn't have imagined, Mm -hmm. and so he's kind of saying my reach exceeded that. I got it. I suppose. You know, anything's possible, you know, and that's a very magician-y thing to say. A man's yeah. reach exceeds his imagination, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's also the, the lion test. I mean, I think Tesla said it a few times in a couple slightly different ways, mm-hmm. but basically saying that so, the true progression of science is something that they won't allow me to give the world yeah. because they're afraid of it, basically. And, and like, it also kind of goes back to sort of that idea of, like, science that we don't yet understand we would perceive as magic like it's something we don't know how it works so it is it has become magic to us but it's just something we haven't quite progressed to yet well it's kind of like uh that that conversation thor has with jane in the first thor movie where he's Mm -hmm. like uh what uh what you call magic we call science or uh, i can't remember the full conversation but he's talking with her because she's a scientist and she was like, wow, this is crazy. And he was like, well, for us, it's also science. It's 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 not magic. Yeah. It's just, you know. It's just I, become to the point where it's commonplace yeah. and they can just kind of do, yeah. do it. Well, I think it's the same thing uh, in Spider-Man Far From Home. He says uh, that Thor used to be a myth. Now I study him in my physics class. Or, you yeah. know, like... <laughs> It's kind of uh, crazy. Yeah. And I mean, that's a bit of a... Uh, a bit of a, you know, like... A, a disambiguation, yeah. I guess. I, I, it, just, it just reminded me of of, of, of that type. It's, it's just wild that, like, there are some things that even now someone could, you know, even now with technology and things advancing, it's like, wow, that's wild, you know? Yeah. like, And, like, we say that this is obviously impossible. Yeah. Like, having a perfect clone of something just oh, appear yeah. is impossible. But, yeah. Is it? Is it? I don't know. They've had I'm those, sure it's... They've had those, like, three-eyed sheep. I don't think that's quite the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it might be theoretically possible to get something similar to this someday far in the future. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, we haven't understood that kind of thing yet. It, it might be possible. Yeah. And so it's it's just kind of well, weird to think about. 
Well, and I think that might be kind of what the um, my reach exceeds my imagination mm-hmm. because like we both have big imaginations. Yeah. But there are still things that is just beyond. You know, like we said, an exact clone, something like this. That's never gonna happen. Watching mm-hmm. hundred years, it does. <laughs> you know, like, Hopefully, I mean, I don't know if I want to <laughs> still be alive in hundred years. But. <laughs> Could be cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Because like I said, like I'm like, a hundred years, that still seems wild to me that we would have cloning like that. You know? Yeah. It's it, like, you you look back at like, if I were to go back in time and show a person from the 20s my cell phone, they would probably have an aneurysm. You know? Probably call us a witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's really interesting to think about. And this movie really kind of messes with your mind in that way. Yeah. But in a good way. In a good way. It, yeah. It. I don't know. This. I, I don't remember when I m- mentioned it before. I know I have, but Christopher Nolan movies uh, do a very good job of respecting their audience mm-hmm. and saying, like, you know, trust me, you'll figure it out. Oh yeah. You just have to give me a minute to get you there, and like they still do show us all the the like behind the curtain mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. Like I was saying, they, they do eventually go through the, the trick of, like, oh, Borden and, uh, his, and brother. his brother were being the same person yeah. for, you know, who knows how long. And then also, you know, uh, Angier figured out how to effectively clone himself. Yeah. And, and then kill himself. And kill himself. <laughs> All for a magic trick. Yeah. Um, and it's like they do eventually show us, but it respects you enough to say like i'll give you these hints and if you can figure it out yourself before you get before i show you like you'll feel even that much better about mm-hmm. it which is kind of like i was saying with you i i started to figure out bits and pieces of it as we yeah. were going but i still didn't quite get the whole thing till the very end and it was a very satisfying like explanation and payoff yeah. once we finally got there where everything started to just make sense and i was just like oh that's yeah like i'm so glad that i I got part of that just yeah. on my own. Well, and, and like we've been discovering while we've been talking about it, there are things where we're like, oh, crap, we can see that. And it's such a satisfying thing to be like, oh, that's cool that that's there, you know? And exactly. Like I said, watching it again, I'm like, wow, that's there's so much that I saw that I was like, I wonder... Like, I even thought, I was like, I wonder if he would pick up on this or if it, I'm just seeing this because I saw it, you know? like I, I think in, like I was saying, in movies, yeah. especially one... Like this, yeah. where it was definitely made by a bunch of people who knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is very, very intentional. Everything is specifically placed so yeah. that it gives you something you need to know. Even if it's just like this little subconscious inkling you have yeah. towards an idea, it's that just that little seed that you need eventually to figure it all out. Yeah. And, and it's very, very satisfying. Yeah, to, and like you said that... Christopher Nolan seems to respect his audience. It's like this movie jumps around a lot in timelines yeah. and there are some movies that could do like a bad version of that where like, you know, it jumps around so much where you're like, wait, is this, this, this. And even though this movie didn't have anything that said, Oh, this was five years ago. This was, ten, this is now, this is, you know, this was two years ago or whatever. I f- didn't feel lost at all. And I don't know how I definitely felt pretty confused at the mm-hmm. beginning yeah um but i don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing yeah i think that's kind of the point yeah confused is i didn't feel like i remember just from i, I, I can't remember the first time i watched this but i 
Confused, maybe, but I don't ever think I felt lost, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, you, you still felt like you were following along with what was going on. You yeah. just weren't sure how it all yeah. was relevant to everything else. Yeah, well, and point. as the movie goes on, you kind of like, oh, okay. That's yeah. well, that's why he told me that. That's why, yeah. And I think another thing that actually kind of surprised me that, that I noticed is um, you mentioned in our, when we watched... Um, Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. that you had a really hard time understanding what they were saying. Oh, yeah. And we kind of talked about that a little bit for a while. And yeah. we were like, yeah, they have a very peculiar way of, of saying yeah. what they're saying, even though they're saying something that we could understand, just the, like the speed and the accent and yeah. all that stuff. It made it difficult to understand. I was having that several times oh, during this yeah. movie, too. Okay, yeah. And more so at the beginning. I think I sort of got used to it after a bit, mm-hmm. but... For the first like ten or fifteen minutes, there was a few conversations I had where I was like, "What did they just say?" Like yeah. I, I was actively trying to listen, and I just couldn't understand what they yeah. said. To be fair, I I was having that issue a little bit today. I I think that might be my TV. <laughs> I think it, it seemed like to me it was playing possible. the music a little louder than it was playing everything else. But also, well, you don't have your whole sound system yeah. set up like yeah. we used to have. Uh, I think we may have mentioned it, but we've been in a bit of a different situation. Different locations, yeah. Recordings, and it might stay that way for the foreseeable future. Yeah. We'll figure it out, but (laughs) so far it's working okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's doing good. Um, But, yeah, I just, I don't know, and it was, this, this movie always gets me. I don't know, there's just something in my brain that, like, every time I watch this movie, I'm like, yes, thank you. This is this is one. this is something that like like I'm even just like right now thinking about it like oh well, like Angier and Borden you know like I'm just going through their stories in my head here you know like man what could have gone different what happened you know like what what led them here you know it's one of those movies that kind of sticks with you a little bit yeah. and like in a good way like you know because there are some movies that could stick with you where you're like I know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, this. I think this is uh, a good example of one of the aspects of of this of our reasoning Mm -hmm. behind the podcast is is the sort of like just sharing what you like with someone else when they might not know. Yeah. And we've had several movies like that Mm -hmm. where uh, one of us brings something to the table that the other one didn't really know existed. Yeah. And then we ended up both having a good time. And it wasn't necessarily, like, there's been some times where um, it was more an example of, like, I wouldn't have felt this way about this movie if I hadn't have watched it with you in this context. And it's more so this time, like, I wouldn't have known this movie really existed unless you told me about it. It's possible I would have found it or watched it at some point later on. But, like, I appreciate that you were like, hey... I think you would really enjoy this movie. Yeah. And then you shared it with me, and I did. Like, <laughs> I had a very similar thing with, I think we talked about it on Count of Monte Cristo, mm-hmm. is where, like, I think I've heard of, I, I heard about it, but, like, I didn't exactly, I think I thought it was something like Pride and Prejudice. I don't know why I thought yeah. that, but I, I, I was like, oh, Count of Monte Cristo, uh, not my bag. Sure, whatever. And I just kind of had that where I was like, ah, I probably won't ever watch it. And then when you suggested it, I was like, okay, sure, why not? <laughs> and then it turned out to be something that you really enjoy. It's a badass so. movie, and I love it. <laughs> it's very good. Um, and then, like, extending to our audience as well, those no. who listen to us, we, we want to be able to potentially share a movie with them that they might either have never heard of or 
have heard of but didn't really know what it was. Yeah, because we've we've had a lot of uh, our audience, which is well, the audience that talk to us at least are our friends. But like, we have one friend especially who who listens to all of them, even if he hasn't seen it. And it's um, sometimes uh, he tells us that it, it makes him want to go watch it. Yeah, I mean that's so far from my experience. Yeah. My my main like we're doing a good job. Yeah. The thing that confirms to me that we're doing a good job mm-hmm. is because Allie, my wife, mm-hmm. um, at, basically every time it was more so back when she we yeah. first started releasing episodes, she first started listening to them. Mm-hmm. Um, she every time she'd listen to an episode, she'd be like, "Man, I really want to watch X movie yeah. now." Like three or four weeks in a row, she came up to me as like, "Man, I really want to watch." Pacific Rim or Monsters University or yeah. or something like that. And she's like, I really want to watch it again because I listened to your episode and now I'm thinking about it and that's what I want to do. And <laughs> so it's like, that's exactly what I wanted. So yeah. good job. <laughs> yeah. And uh, well, and it's, it's fun too, because another thing I've gotten from this podcast, especially like today is uh, we were obviously trying to f- figure out a movie to watch as we do always. And I've had this movie in my mind for a while and mm-hmm. I know I love it. I know I haven't watched it in a while. And uh, I was like, you know what? Let's just do this one. Like, because mm-hmm. uh, like, we were trying to figure out. I was like, let's do this one. I have it in the docket pretty much. <laughs> Especially because we've recently yeah. had some issues with trying yeah. to decide what we want to yeah. watch. So. And so I was kind of like, you know what? Let's just do this one. We'll figure out something to say. And then, like, I also, like, like I said, I know I love this movie. But, like, watching it again and watching it with you and just, like, it, it ignited that love again. And just, like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was invested more. I was seeing things that I didn't see before. I was like... Man, and I think we said this uh, before, and we'll, uh, we'll say it probably again. But every movie we do on this podcast, I think, is going to change the way I watch it forever. Yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty certain. Even if we're hundred episodes in, all the different movies we watch. You I, mean, know? I mean, like I I kind of react to that, like, oh, geez, that's a lot. But yeah. So far, we've been we've been doing a good job. Yeah been cranking them out yeah pretty consistently and i mean what we're in the 20s now mm-hmm. um so yeah. like a hundred episodes if we're doing it weekly that's two years <laughs> i mean that's it's a long time but, but we've already been working on this podcast for upwards of a year now yeah so like it's not that wild to think about necessarily no yeah and like i i mean i just I feel like we've been doing a good job so far, and mm-hmm. and I mean I kind of mentioned it a few episodes ago when I sort of we did our bit of a retrospective of just like you know I I've been trying to go back and listen to everything, and I don't know if I really talked about it then, but like that's it was kind of one of my fears of yeah. just like listening to myself talk and kind of hating yeah. how I sound. Um, and I've been very pleasantly surprised with not experiencing that. Yeah. In fact, quite the opposite of being like, wow, I'm really enjoying listening to our conversation, even though I was there and I said it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's just, I've, I feel like we've, we've been having a really good time and, and we've just sort of developed this pretty natural conversation this just rapport. to have. <laughs> yeah. It feels very, I, I think I, I told you a little while ago. Yeah, like probably a month or two ago now, but um, I was listening to I think it was like our fifth episode, mm-hmm. and that was when I I I texted you. I was like, we figured it out here. This yeah. this is the moment. Like before that, it was decent. Mm-hmm. It was like pretty solid. 
but we still felt a little bit like robotic, I guess, right. or like <laughs> like uh, scripted maybe. But then it was like episode five or six, and I was just like, "This is it. This is where we uh like it, it just became natural, yeah, and it felt different." And ever since then, like I think we've been, I've, I mean, I've been having a great time. Oh yeah, people who've been listening have been telling me it's it's great to well, listen. Well, that's to. one thing is. Like, I love that it's just a conversation between us that, like, and, you know, sometimes we take notes, sometimes we don't, you know, and, uh, you know, we do have our little thing that we say every time, every beginning time about the movie yeah. or whatever, but <laughs> one thing I love is that it's just me and you talking about it. It's yeah. just me and you having fun, and, like, that's one thing our friend Ryan, who listens to it, shout out to Ryan, we love you, he, he says that he loves it because it just feels so natural, Yeah, and I'm like, that's kind of what we that's, aim that for. point. That was one of the things we wanted is just sort of, I mean, that's, that's also why when we start the episodes, we kind of just sort of just, just go for it. Yeah. Like it, sometimes it's a little bit awkward, but we kind of want it to feel like it's just the start of a conversation. Yeah. And then and we want you to be right there with us. Yeah. And, and we've been having a very good time recording, mm-hmm. a very good time watching movies. It's just been a great experience overall. It, it has. <laughs> and we can't wait to see where it goes. Hopefully it goes a long way ideally <laughs> until it's no longer sustainable <laughs> that's really the idea yeah but it's been good so far yeah well thanks for listening guys yeah we really appreciate you guys listening and coming back every week if you do yeah. or just an episode here or there whatever whatever you you're, whatever works for you yeah and uh you can find us on apple spotify anchor google podcasts all that jazz and as always watch what you love and Love what you watch. Abracadabra.